Hall sharks, 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 what my theory is about that, that, that yeah we've had this conversation this conversation but, but mm-hmm. they haven't had no, this conversation okay but i don't remember so um, me again. so the uh, i think that um the song uh that we were just um grandma uh, got run over by a reindeer yes uh if you couldn't tell i think that grandpa is happy that grandma got ran over by a reindeer um, because there's the lyrics and I don't think anyone gets this about the song. He's not sad. We, um, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, oh, we're all so proud of grandpa. He's been, he's been taking, taking it, it so well. well. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's something uh, shooting uh, pool and playing cards with uncle Mel yeah, or something. He's yeah. having a wonderful time. And, uh, oh, you, he's delirious. you may say you don't believe in Santa, but as for me and grandpa we believe we believe because grandpa got what he wanted for christmas you know that's Ooh, just, i never i never read into it that way yeah i also think my... that grandpa is probably you know he's not quite with it so i don't even think he knows that she's not there should we open up the cards or send them back send them or back open up the gifts and send them back yeah. open up the gifts and send them back Boy. It was a question whether mm-hmm. or not that we should do it. So we are going to do two, um, a twofer, double, another twofer. Merry Scottish Christmas and Holiday Hotline. Let's get into it. Merry Scottish Christmas was the offering on Saturday night. Um, it follows estranged siblings, Lindsay and Brad. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, As yeah, no, you were worried about travel to <laughs> Scotland. At Christmas Ooh. to reunite with their mother, Joe. Oh. Right. So I'm just going to. Uh, and oh. royalty is relative. Interesting. Mm. Um, that's what the poster says. So. Oh. Okay. We see um, these two actors that we are uh-huh. very familiar with from the series Party of Five. And we've got. Um, this is why you said thank goodness. Thank goodness, because they, they were play, siblings. They played siblings. Everyone knows them as famous siblings. Wouldn't it be awkward if they played if they lovers yes. or something? And I, I tell you, so so these are, yeah, famous actors. I mean, we we they're identifiable. Um, we know. I even know one of their names. The other one has become a hallmark staple, uh, in recent years. And um, it's interesting because you have these these two bigger names and another looks seemingly um, on location. Right. Mm -hmm. Seems Mm -hmm. like they're going to go on location for this. So big budget film. Big budget film. If it's a big budget film, we Um, haven't watched it yet. I expect a lot, Hallmark. I I expect a lot. So predictions. uh, I mean, one right out of the the gate, you can see on the poster kilts. Kilts will be a big thing. Accents. Accents will be a thing. Bagpipes will be a thing. Oh, bagpipes. There'll be some haggis at some point. Christmas haggis. Oh, is it Guinness? Is that? No. No, that's Irish. That's Irish. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Ireland. Um, There's going to be a castle. Yep. 
we already said there's a royalty thing, right? I don't even know, but there's got to be a castle. Um, yeah. And there's going to be the opportunity for someone to maybe take a royal opportunity and stay in a certain uh, Scottish place where they will then live in a castle for the rest of their lives. Maybe one of them. Oh, you mean um, like take take an oath? Like, like yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll be in? like Are they, they will, marrying in? No, or they will inherit um, a land. You know, and like, why are they estranged? Like, that's oh, they're estranged siblings say? because of uh, one of them likes Christmas and the other one doesn't like Christmas. I'm gonna say, um, Scott Wolf is not gonna like Christmas because he was always the put upon brother in Party of Five, it was all up to him to solve the family's problem. So, he's gonna be the one that doesn't like Christmas because of um what happened in their childhood oh well and and, and, and mom's not that i mean they're are they yeah. estranged from each other or just their mother i think they're estranged from each Doesn't other okay. and they one they travel to Scotland together so maybe they're estranged from oh they're mom. reuniting with their mother joe so that's yeah, who they're estranged so that's who from. they're estranged yes from. so mom's out there doing her thing yeah. and so i don't know me is there so is there a dad in the picture no are we gonna see another gent no no, there's they've lost dad and mom's gonna find love and um Maybe she already has. Maybe she's in Yeah, royalty. maybe and maybe there's yeah, maybe that's what some of the estrangement is. Maybe that's why from. the estrangement is I'm royal, dad wasn't, it was a big thing. You know, I mean, you talk about topical. This has this has happened, right? Yep. Where we've broken up the bloodline and people have said we're moving to the States. So maybe that's why the kids went with dad to the States and now they're coming back to uh, reunite with mom and, and see their uh, Royal heritage as it were. So we'll see what happens. Um, Merry I, Scottish Christmas. I think there's going to be some traditions. Oh, for sure. That, you know, hopefully they're accurate Scottish traditions and maybe fun things. And there'll if, be some plaid. There'll be some plaid for sure. Um, what else? What else is, Scottish. I don't. I, I think we. Those are the the major tropes of Scotland. Um, you know, maybe there'll be a brave reference, maybe, and some archery. I don't know. I got some jokes. I got <laughs> All some right, jokes. All right, let's hear some jokes. Let's see. Um, why um, wasn't uh, Jesus born the baby Jesus? The baby Jesus. Why wasn't baby Jesus born in Glasgow? Why wasn't baby Jesus born in Glasgow? They couldn't find three wise men or a virgin. And <laughs> I found this on the thing. And now listen, I don't. <laughs> I, a clean I don't. Well, look, oh. I couldn't find any clean Scottish jokes. They were oh. all oh, like. blaming the Scots. I, they were. Nothing about eggs. Nothing no like that. No Scottish eggs. No, no, no good Scottish <laughs> egg jokes. Oh, uh, so that's, sir. and look, See, I, uh, I've never heard of any, cause we're Polish. So come on, we've been putting up with people saying that the Polish weren't too bright for our whole lives. And I've never heard anyone call the Spanish, the Scottish, Spanish? the Spanish, <laughs> Spotify. I haven't heard of anyone calling them dull or, or, or they, and I've never heard, um, you know, anything about Scottish women being, um, you know, uh, promiscuous. Uh, promiscuous or loose in any way. Oh. But that's not what this next joke says. Oh. Um, so there's this Scottish man who's been passed out from the drink 
and he is underneath a wagon in the local town. And the only thing sticking out are his legs and his kilt, right? And three women happen upon him. So the first woman picks up the kilt and peeks underneath, and she says, um, uh, nope, he's not my husband, you know? And then the second woman, uh, she peeks under the kilt and says, uh, uh, no, he's not my husband either. And then the third uh, a Scottish woman looks under this uh, kilt and said, he's not even from our town. <laughs> oh, that was, so, that was a good one. I, I honestly, I've never heard that reputation of Scottish oh, women before. Wow. But those were the jokes that I found. I apologize wow. to the Scots out there. Yikes. Um, uh, please call in uh, with your complaints. That would be so fun to get a complaint. That would be really um, fun. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, what? Wow. Did um Christmas? What's now we go to Santa's Christmas. favorite um pizza? <laughs> oh. What's Santa's favorite pizza? I don't know. Good what transition. Is Santa's favorite pizza. Deep pan, crisp and even. Deep pan, crisp and even. What's an even pizza? I don't know. It's like, so the cheese is even and deep the pepperoni pan? is even. Like, okay. Deep pan. I get deep, deep pan. Deep, I like that's like deep, deep dish. And crisp. Crisp pizza. I, I don't. <laughs> uh, that one I'm not buying. I'm sorry. Sorry, not buying that one. Holiday uh, hotline. Holiday hotline. About holiday hotline. No, <laughs> it's not called about holiday hotline. We've had this conversation. After leaving London, Abby connects with an anonymous caller while working at a cooking hotline. Oh. The caller is called Single Dad John, who Abby unknowingly has become smitten with in real life. Oh. Starring Emily Tennant. And Niall Matter. Okay, so she knows him, but she doesn't know she knows him. But is Emily Tennant's not related to David Tennant? Oh, she can't be. She may a sister, maybe. Does he have a sister? She's too, she's his children are young. He's not that old. I guess we'll have to go into the deep dive. Yeah, on we're that not later doing that. On. We're not doing that yeah. right now, sir. So I'm more interested in like what's going on with this. Um what what's going on with this? She's so she's running a cooking thing. He's obviously yes. burnt the turkey or yep. something, right? So I'm gonna say that right there that he's he's burnt the turkey. He's having some issues. You think there's children involved? Does it say he's a single dad? Uh, he says that. Um, he's a single dad. Okay, yeah, single dad. He gotta John. be. Gotta be. If he's yes. calling a cooking hotline, then he's a single yeah. dad because otherwise, why would you care? You would just. And order I'm gonna say they're gonna go with the little girl. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Oh yeah, because a little boy you wouldn't care. Little boy, maybe you'd be mean, like, We're, "Let's go get subs." The kid from Sleepless in Seattle. He's oh, the he last a little cute, um, mm. you know, single dad kid that we had. I'm gonna say maybe it's a kid that we know from uh, Virgin River. Virgin River, or, perhaps, or, or what's the other when one? Calls uh, the when heart. calls the hearts. Sure, sure. Yep, let's yep. let's get one of those cute kids over here. <laughs> um, okay. So how does she know him? 
she she, she doesn't oh, know she she's smitten yeah, with him. She's smitten with them because um she after leaving London she connects with an anonymous caller. Um coffee shop. They go to the same coffee shop together. Mm, and she's been admiring um, him from afar. Obviously, she doesn't yes, know his voice. No. She wouldn't so it's gotta be something from afar. And she because... watches him play with the daughter in the park. Um, and oh. thinks that he just is a great dad and and uh, finds him uh, charming and funny and handsome and from a distance ma- makes she, her I don't laugh. think she's spoken to him. That's the thing because yeah. if you if you were hanging out with somebody or even you know even stalking somebody who you can hear their voice, then you would know when they called the hotline, right? That that yep. was them. If you were that that obsessed with them, I'm not saying you're obsessed. Emily is her name, Emily, but um. Okay, so I'm marrying from afar. What was the deal about London? She left London? After leaving London. Why is that um, important? Yeah, leaving London. So are we not in London anymore? No. she's. Absolutely- oh, she's going to have an accent. David Tennant's uh, something. I don't know. Uh-uh. Uh, it's going to have an accent. Okay, so. Well, he's not from, he's not, he's, 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 um, he's. Doesn't he, have an English accent. He's Scottish. He's Scottish. But his wife and the was his wife Scottish? Was um what's his name Scottish? Um the, his father in law. Oh. But that's that's the wrong oh, okay. Uh no, David Davidson? No. Peter Davidson no. is not is is I don't think so. He's got an accent. He's British. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, speculating on a name here, but okay. So that you think that this actress, just because she has an accent, they had to write it in. Yes. So this was written around her instead of them. I don't know. I don't know why. More charming because she's got a British accent. Oh, okay. So here we go. So we're talking about voices and how important they are. Yes. That's how he's going to be able to find her. Yes. Hello. Right. You call a hotline about burning your turkey yep. and you speak to someone with and a British be accent. Like, oh, you <laughs> bet your crisps. Have you, governor? Oh, maybe he didn't burn the turkey. Maybe he burned the M. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pronounce the H, right? Right. I burnt the M. You burnt the M, did you? Right. Um. So he's going to be able to identify her. That's why the I'm just thinking, why is the London thing important? I don't know. Because they're going to have this rapport. He's going to keep calling the hotline. He's going to and then they know each other in person, kind of sort of not vocally, though. And so that's how when she finally speaks or he hears her speak in person, he's going to know that's the person from the. Yeah, it's yeah. important. The voice yeah. is important. That's why. So this could be cute. I'm. I'm looking forward to hotline fun. It's no, yeah. it's no holiday hedges. So but... she's answering these cooking calls. Now this goes back to a, um, it reminds me of Christmas in Connecticut in a way where in Christmas in Connecticut, the lead actress answers, uh, um, Newspaper. Newspaper. She writes. She yes, writes a about column. a yes. columnist about in answering cooking problems and cooking questions. And uh, she's just a good writer, but she knows nothing about cooking. Right. Oh, so you think she's not going to know anything? She, maybe she doesn't she read, know anything reading about a cooking. Reading, reading a, a script. script. Yes. Yeah, maybe she doesn't know 
Jack about cooking. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be my prediction. Reading a script. Yes. Yeah. And that's a lot of those do that. I know I worked for not a hotline, but I did have a, um, I don't want to call it telemarketing, but I did have a phone job once. Do you remember? I had a bad phone job. What was your phone job? Sexualhelp.com. Oh, that was a terrible phone job. <laughs> and you didn't know what you were talking about? No. I mean, you were. <laughs> I learned a lot you about it. You were learning a lot. Oh, my every gosh. Day. I forgot you have a worse phone job than I have. Oh, and you became like a manager, didn't you, yeah, or something? Before I quit crying. Oh, and this yeah. was really rough, too, folks, because he had to, like, man calls of pe people, like, going, oh, so, so I had this, this. Encounter. Party. I had this encounter yeah. and do I need to go get tested? Yeah. That was really bad. That yeah. was really, and you were like, ah, yes, I'm going to say yes. You should always oh err on the side of getting tested. But you yeah. had, you had a script, didn't you? Didn't you have multiple scripts? We like, had multiple scripts. Pull this if somebody says yeah, this. But we also had doctors um, that we would connect sure. people with. And then there was nurse practitioners that were there on site. And sometimes you went over and you put them on hold and you walked over to a nurse practitioner and you say, oh. I want to say this to them. Is this what I should say to them? Wow. wow. So anyway, wow, I, forgot, I forgot about yeah. that. That was quite, the, that was a hotline. Yeah. That was a hotline. Mine was not a hotline. Mine was telemarketing cold calls. Yeah. I was doing cold calls for muscular dystrophy. Um, and that is just raising money for them, not promoting muscular dystrophy, but ra raising money. And that, and that was scripted, purely scripted, purely cold calls. So I was calling them as opposed to somebody calling me and wow. Yeah. Your story tops mine. Yeah. For sure. Hey, um, when does a pony uh make a phone call when does a pony make a phone when call does a pony make a phone call yeah oh I, i'm not gonna guess it because you get mad at me when i guess but uh, i'm happy you give it to me give it to me yeah <laughs> when he's not horse when oh he... when he's not horse <laughs> i like that because i said pony uh, yeah, yeah i went so i went to horse right, and, so and, when and vocally not, when he's not horse yeah, when he's that's not a horse. great that's a great when he's uh, not a horse. answer yeah. no the answer is uh when he wants to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's funny, but I, but I liked mine. But when he, when he wants to. <laughs> you know, kids wouldn't even get that nowadays. They'd be like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Okay, well, okay, what else you got? Um, <laughs> when he wants to. The, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, what, um, what, what does the uh, pirate used to call you up what is a pirate used to call you up you're 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 losing it sir what is a pirate used to call you up um what oh, does come a, on. What a, like the, oh i could probably guess this yeah, one if yeah. i tried right now you want me to guess no. now you're putting me on the spot yeah, it's all good. what does a pirate use to call you up? an iphone an iphone oh, oh i thought you were gonna say he does it it's off the hook yep get it um hook no yeah i get it yeah the <laughs> See, hook, the you hook. Were listening. i was listening just you just admitted just, in the last episode that you don't listen and you're gonna go back and you're gonna go that was really funny i was How looking at the next joke <laughs> on the oh, paper okay. okay when 
uh, <laughs> did the elves. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me start that over. Oh. What did the elves get when they sang an awesome karaoke song? I don't know. What did the elves get when they sang an awesome karaoke song? Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> Santa All right. Claus. At least it was clean. Um, yeah. Sorry, it's Scottish folk. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even from our town. Oh, he's not even from our town. I thought you were going to say, I actually thought that was going to end with, that's not my husband, that'd be Mary's husband. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. um, all right, so we're going to take our filthy little minds and put them to bed. Yes. And, and, um, and we're going to watch two movies at some point. Yep. Technically, right now, it is Sunday night. Yes. And so we are we are behind two films. But we so. have only two days of work before we're on a little bit of a break. But then I just broke it to you that we do not have, there are double features this week because of the holiday. However, oh, yeah. so we need to get Hallmark threw a little something extra at us because um, they are not only doing double features Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They're doing a special new release on Thursday. But there's no Wednesday movie. There never is a Wednesday movie. I know, but that's a day that But I'm up. just saying, Thursday is usually the mystery that right. we've decided not to do. But instead of six, I keep kept thinking, oh, we double up, so we have six. We actually have seven this week to watch. So we need to watch these two in the next few days, which is reasonable. Yep. And then we really, I mean, we can't get ahead. That's the problem. We can't get ahead but we can always be behind. Yes. Such is life. It's true. So we'll be back at you soon with a Merry Scottish Christmas mm -hmm. and also Hotline Holiday. Holiday Hotline? Hotline yeah, Holiday. Holiday. One of hotline. those two. Can't wait. Here holiday we go. Hotline. Oh. <laughs> Have you put your am? <laughs> We are back on Thanksgiving Eve. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving Eve. Hey, hey, we record this one, the uh, second part to this here, and we're all caught up. We are caught up. Just like that. It is Thanksgiving Eve, so wherever you are, maybe you found yourself in your hometown and you've done your traveling already and you're at a local pub gonna seeing say, the yes. kids from high school oh yeah it's a big night big night just like in some of our movies it's black thursday no it's wednesday oh what black wednesday <laughs> they call it they call it something there's something in the restaurant remember, industry what I they don't call remember it being yeah. black no it's not black anything i don't I it's it's something thursday it's wednesday it's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's still Wednesday, honey. I cooked uh, the meal or, or the the dish I'm bringing tomorrow, and would do a little more cooking tomorrow during the parade. And um, and I am going to attempt a new charcuterie that is based on the bread cornucopia. For those of you that uh, don't know, it's it's kind of gone viral this year. It's um, making. A cornucopia out of foil. And what comes out of the cornucopia? A what? A char what? It's a chartreuse. It's a chartreuse. Because I, I mean, I'm asking sure. because I always don't know how to say it. 
I think it's chartreuse. Char- chartreuse. I was. I would have said charcuterie. Charcuterie. Char. Char. Charcuterie. Is, is that because we're the hall sharks? I don't know. No, I just. I just charcuterie. 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 I, I thought there was I a cut in the middle of all it. All right. No? So now you're gonna have to go and delete all this because. No, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> witty banter. No, it's not because you're making fun of my charcuterie. I'm I I you sure, might be crudery? the right one and I'm the wrong crude? one. Well, I don't know if it's going to be crude. I've never made it before, but in any case, this lovely appetizer board, <laughs> the focal point shall be a. What, do you say cornucopia or is it cornucopia? <laughs> how do how do you say it? It's cornucopia as so, first described by the Hunger Games. Yes, the cornucopia. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, um, I'm going to type in. He's going to look char... up. First, let's get the definition of uh, a charcuterie, oh, charcuterie, charcuterie. Mm. I like I like what you said, charcuterie. I didn't say like... tutorie. I thought that's what you said, charcuterie board. Chartreuse. I don't even know what I said now. <laughs> now you have me char- chartreuse. I don't know what wait, I said. Wait, let's listen. Let's listen. Charcuterie. That's sure. what I said. I don't know if that's what you said. It's <laughs> exactly what I said. It's exactly. And I said it just like that. I said charcuterie. 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 And the definition of a charcuterie. Don't give me any of your charcuterie right now. Oh, let's um it comes from two french words chair which means flesh and cut which means cooked cooked flesh yeah baby well i'm not cooking any flesh yeah uh in any case i I feel like we got up off topic i think this is the most uh interesting Four minutes of podcasting we've done so far. So I'm going to take some foil <laughs> and I'm going to attempt to make a foil cornucopia. And that, then I am going to wrap that foil. Well, then I spray it with Pam. Are we saying Pam? Pam. 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 Pam, Pam I don't Pam. even know her. Um, <laughs> I'm going to spray it with Pam. And then I am going to wrap crescent rolls all around the foil till it's completely covered maybe make a little braid around the rim you stuff the inside with more foil balls so that it doesn't collapse and then you just bake it like you would bake your regular you know crescent rolls Mm -hmm. and then when it's done it's the focal point when you fill it i've got grapes i've got cheeses i've got meats uh the only thing i didn't get was olives because oh, I went to yeah. Costco and, and you know, I almost, they had a shark board and they, um, <laughs> they had a huge one for like 26 bucks and I could have just been really lazy and had olives and had everything. Yeah. And I could have just been really lazy and just got that and yep. just dumped it into the cornucopia yeah, around yeah, it. Sure. But I didn't, I piecemealed and I got. A little bit Aldi of this, had some of stuff I almost bought, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I still spent a lot of money on the fixins, but I envision this to be. I, I, I'm trying to do something different, but I also want to blow away the um, vegetable turkey. Remember okay. that year? We oh, did yeah, a vegetable yeah, yeah. turkey. It was right. made out of 
all vegetables. Yes. It was gorgeous. And the funny thing about the vegetable turkey was the year that we did that, we lived in Chicago and we were actually having friends over for Thanksgiving. Not a Friendsgiving, but an actual Thanksgiving with friends who were all actors who couldn't couldn't travel for one reason or another during the holiday. So my friend Missy, shout out to Missy Marino in Pittsburgh. Uh, she was living in Chicago at the time. She's back in Pittsburgh now. And Missy was coming over unbeknownst to me. Missy had also seen the same post. Oh, and you both. And so she said, what can I bring? I said, oh, don't worry about bringing anything. So I made this lovely short, 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 um, turkey made out of all these vegetables, spent all this time. It was gorgeous. Missy comes walking in the front door. And what is she carrying? But a turkey made of vegetables. But, we had two of them that year. It was ridiculous. Also came wearing a turkey hat that was featured in Rebecca Black's second um, song. Yes. So Rebecca Black of Friday, Friday, Friday. 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 Uh, uh, better get down. It's Friday. They did a terrible. Um, thanksgiving song to follow that up with yes and she came up and she was wearing that and then she came in like singing the song i remember that and then we were both kind of freaked out that we had the same mind two pittsburgh girls meeting in chicago for thanksgiving randomly make the same exact hors d'oeuvre it was a little it was a little much and yeah. it was hilarious. So now when I see fun things like that, like when I saw this one with the bread cornucopia, I think I private messaged her. I went into her DMs and slid it in and said, let's both do this this year. <laughs> like nice. Every time I see something like that, I always send it to her and say, let's let's both do this. Although Does she get the joke. Oh, yeah. 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 She always LOLs it. But um, but of, of course, we're not spending um, time together. It was just a random holiday that we ended up being in the same city for. So it's just a joke, but it's, it's, I think it's it funny. was two Pittsburgh girls doing something clever. However, a platter made entirely of vegetables is not so much a Pittsburgh girl type of thing. If it had like one entire <laughs> layer of cream Here cheese. Here we go. And then another cool entire whip. letter of, yeah, Cool Whip. And two tubs of sour cream. Two tubs of sour cream. And a, a, letter, and a layer of pretzels. Yeah. A layer of... Maybe some ho-hos. Ho-hos. <laughs> a layer of Cool Whips. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, okay, my gosh. Okay, we get it. We love... The we, Pittsburgh recipes. Yes, we love our Pittsburgh recipes. Big shout out to Pittsburgh and the recipes. Yep. Um, so in any case, we're, we're going to attempt this cornucopia while we watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade in the morning. And and cool thing, I saw some of my friends who are doing the parade this year over at Macy's. And uh, the balloons already had their test run. They're already inflated. And yep. they hold them down in nets. For those of you that don't know, they kind of keep them. They're, they're not flying tonight. But uh, somebody is going to stay up all night and when i say somebody i mean obviously a team of people and supervise them and make sure that they're safe and no one's messing with them over on 77th and broadway and um they're all in these big huge nets so that they are kind of just lying on the ground being weighed down by the nets and so far i saw oh i saw baby shark i saw chase from paw patrol i saw grogu 
Bluey. Bluey. Uh, a lot of favorites for the kids. Um, Ronald McDonald, I think, was definitely on there. So my friends are kind of sneak peeking all of the balloons this year and uh, posting on Facebook because yeah, Macy says it's okay. It's okay That's to do that. Ronald McDonald. I think I saw Ronald McDonald. Yeah. I see. It's funny. I was wondering if, if people even know who Ronald McDonald is anymore. Well, I mean, they don't just cater just to the children. But it was. I just saw. I, I'm a member of something where that that posts like you know creepy they call them like you know i I don't know if they're creepy videos but just like the things that seem so out of place now in the oh yeah there he is um in i guess he's just a staple but uh from like the 80s there was a commercial i don't know if you remember this okay it's a christmas commercial ronald mcdonald he's out decorating in front of a house Okay. Mm -hmm. And then along comes a little girl toting a suitcase and she's running away from home. Oh, and she's like, well, and she's, you know, like an adorable little Caucasian girl that is, uh, and I only say that because it looked like a very, uh, nice neighborhood. Okay. Uh, nothing. It didn't seem like there was anything terrible to run away from. However, she's running away and Ronald stops her and, and says, um, well, hey, what's going on? And she says, I'm running away. And he goes, oh, well, if you if you run away, then you won't have the wonderful. And he starts naming all these traditions that are in her house. And Ooh, he goes, creepy. He knows her traditions. Yeah. And he's like, and what about? the wind chime that blows in your backyard. Oh, and wow. he like he does a little, he's magical in this thing. And he just like tinkles his arms and all of a sudden an icicle turns into the wind chimes from the backyard. And, okay. uh, and then he says, and then what about the, and he names like five different things that like the girl would miss she at miss, home. Right. And he goes, and, and, and another thing, what, and he goes, Ronald, I think I hear my mom calling me and she turns around and she goes back home and they, and the little orchestration fills in. And that was a holiday McDonald's commercial from the eighties. Wow. I don't remember yeah. that at all. So, so the point was he just annoyed her enough that she just wanted to go home. He reminded her of all the things that she was running away from okay. and how wonderful her home was. You didn't mention all the terrible uh, thanks that we're doing. There was something that set her out the door <laughs> that night in you the know cold. What? You know what? In today's world, maybe, you know, mom just said no. <laughs> well, you know, there was a time that I feel like a lot of kids have the story. I ran away from home once yes. and I went around the block and I came back. Yeah. I don't I, think I parents don't... let their kids do that anymore. Oh, they, don't, they knowingly. They don't let the kid circumvent the block with no. a suitcase anymore i don't think that but was that a was thing. a practice i don't think it was a thing i've heard many a tale okay. i ran away from home but i only got you know two blocks from my house and they knew i was coming back and i came yeah, back yeah yeah you're not calling any bluffs today yeah but um i, I don't think i ever had the the gumption what's this yeah. podcast about um, well, I think we're delaying the inevitable because <laughs> this first movie we really didn't care for too much, and and I, and I'm sad to say it because we had the reunion of two 
wonderful actors. Scott Wolf. And and um, Lacey Schabert. 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 I think it's chartreuterie. (laughs) She had some chartreuterie, all right, when she busted into that castle. Isn't it chartreuterie? She was all, she was the biggest naysayer in Scotland. Okay, so it was called... Uh, a Merry Scottish Christmas. Merry Scottish Christmas. So I'm going to pull up my notes of which I have about four sentences because I just stopped. You know, here's the big thing for me on this one. Um, I just didn't care. care. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. I, I like the reunion. I buy these two as brother and sister. But, they, you know, we always have some kind of a conflict or some kind of a um, and and much like your Ronald McDonald story just now, you mentioning this is the young girl who doesn't seem to have a care in the world, but she's running away. Well, we have these two people, successful people, and they're right, a doctor and a, and a lawyer, lawyer, and they are called to Scotland. Their mother is in Scotland, and they're called to Scotland for Christmas. So they go and they find out that they are royalty, Scottish royalty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ho hum, what are we going to do? Who's going to take over the castle? Should we take over this castle? I don't know. Or shouldn't we take uh, over the castle? I mean, it's a lot. And I can't believe we may have to take over this castle. You know, and if you don't want to take over it, fine. The whole darn town is just going to be totally distraught and upset because everything revolves around this castle, which they didn't even know that they had this family. And so I just, I couldn't get it. We could go back home and make the lots of money that we were making, or we could stay here, do Goofna and make lots of more money just inheriting the thing. He even says at one point, this cringy line, he's just like, so we would just own the castle and she's like, well, yeah, you own the castle. Mm. And then it's just like these people have no problems. There were no problems. Well, they were so. No problems. Well, well, there were problems. No, let's not get crazy. They were, they tried to have problems. Okay? They tried to have problems. Um, the, the brother, he was married. He is married in the movie and he's having some marital problems because they didn't want to have kids and then they decided they were going to have kids and now they're doing IVF and it's put a strain on his marriage and him and his wife just aren't on the same page anymore. So he's having problems, right? He's also stressed out at work, hard being a partner in the law firm, that whole kind of stuff. I'm not saying that life is easy for him, but you know, he's not living paycheck to paycheck trying to pay his rent. Then we've got sister who is like, a doctor, which it comes out, you know, that she's a doctor. I thought she was a nurse or maybe some kind of admin person because she's constantly on the phone. She runs her own clinic. So she is, you know, just constant workaholic. And so when we say, oh, we're going to just like move to Scotland and take over this castle, um, they could still do their jobs. You know, it's just the fact that they wouldn't have to anymore. They don't have to give up what they, the aspects of their jobs that they love. They can obviously, I'm sure they'd both need to get some sort of clearance to do, to be a lawyer and to be a doctor in Scotland. It's probably a form you got to file at the post office, Right. you know, not the kind of, you know, hoops we try to make people jump through here in the States. So it's not that big of a deal. I think you got to deliver a calf on a hill. Maybe. 
So you know, I don't, yeah, just small. wait around long enough. It'll happen. So I just couldn't get behind the fact that there, there weren't any, when you say problems, there weren't, you know, dire things. Um, we, we weren't going to lose the castle because it was with the family owed millions of dollars in back taxes. You know, there wasn't anything like crazy going on as the, far the as the baby plot to never hits me. The, the the we can't have our own natural baby that well yeah me. I, uh, I, yeah and I, I got my own personal baggage there but i just yeah I, that that as a There's plenty of babies that as, need to that yeah. need homes and you now have a castle that's oh that's our time yeah. um we are we are recording upstairs today so you'll hear some different sounds that you've never heard before, like our from authentic, our Thomas yes, clock, yes, yeah. our vintage clock. So, anyways, the siblings they have they do, and the siblings have not been close for a while. They've kind of grown apart. Now they're forced in this castle. Mom has told them the big secret, um, and so of course we did have we did have kilts, we did have bagpipes galore. Yep. So that was fun. A lot of the things we thought, and and beautifully shot, gorgeous castle oh sure it was nice gorgeous eye candy. countryside I, so I, they went all the way Christmas to scotland candy. they got these two lovely actors and and had them have a reunion a brother sister character reunion and yet the plot was a little yep. a little thin it was a little thin for me i was just i mean it's a great it's a nice plot seen it before but it was missing something it was missing the major conflict in this sense the conflict was like well let's decide are we gonna since we're, we we can become a, a duke and a duchess basically overnight, do we do it? Do we stay? And um, Scott Wolf jumps at the chance. Yeah. He talks to his wife. They they both realize they need a, a change of scenery, and yeah. they're gonna stay. And they announce they're gonna stay. And sister's like, eh, I don't think I can do it, and I'm not gonna do it, even though I'm in love with groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, which was fun. I'm calling him groundskeeper Willie, obviously a Simpsons reference. He's a real Scott, and he takes care of Scott. the, the he property. Takes, he takes takes care of the grounds. Like Willie, so she falls in love with him, but she's still kind of like, eh, I'm going home. So all the way up until the end, and that was the other thing, the big ending. Like she, they they give her a big send off. Everybody is standing there. The new Duke and Duchess, because it's the brother and the and and the his wife, right? They're sending her off. The mom's there. All the workers of the castle are there to say goodbye to sister. She gets into the car. She says goodbye to her uh, man she's jilting. The car drives off, and I think he gives her like a box. Her, her brother gives her a box before she gets into the car. I was kind of sleeping at that point um, because it was late, but she opens the box, and I want to say it was a key to the castle where she, he said, like, you're always welcome. Here's your key. And immediately she says, stop the car. Stop. Go back. And she comes running back in. It's so quick that the people that were in, like, the hallway – to give her the big send off, they're all still there. They mm -hmm. haven't dispersed because it was that quick of a moment. And she's like, "Wait a minute, we can do this. I, I'm not going anywhere. Yes, we can do this. Let's do this. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready to do this. I'm not going anywhere." And then she goes up to the young man she just jilted and says, "I've got one question for you. How do you feel about uh, dating a duchess?" And he's like, "I feel right I feel good about right it. Good about it." Yep. And um, mm -hmm. and so then we fast forward one year later 
to a Christmas one one year later. Yep. Everybody's in the castle. Everybody's wearing the matching pajamas, including the baby. Oh, snap. And of course. But whose baby oh, is it? Oh, it's her brother's baby. And, you know, once you get to Scotland, you just start popping out babies. And uh, all their all their troubles are gone. They have the castle. They're all a happy family. And that's that. And I just, meh. It was okay. It was beautiful. Yep. Did take us, what, two days to watch? Yep. And I don't even think you saw the end. You didn't. I had to describe it to you. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Uh, but let's talk about the actors. Lacey uh, Chabert. Uh, Chabert. Abby, uh, Party of Five. She was in that. Um, she was in the original Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. I believe. Do you remember what character? Uh, but she's doing the commercials now. You know, they all got together to do yeah, the... She was uh, Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> that was her name on the, in the movie. I think it was Wieners. Uh, Gretchen <laughs> I'm, I'm, Wieners. I'm messing with you. I don't really know what And uh, she's done a crap ton of oh, yeah. Hallmark movies. Oh, gosh. She's all over. Yeah. She's done lots and lots of Hallmark movies. In fact, she's she's coming up this week for yeah. sure. She has a lot of fun stuff. Like all throughout her resume, she's jumped around. She's a lot of, done a lot of different things. She did an episode of Teachers, uh, which my uh, friend oh, really? or, uh, uh, did a couple of plays with Caitlin Barlow from Teachers. Um, and so she did an episode of that. She was in a movie that I giggle at. I giggle at all of this franchise's uh, stuff. Uh, all the time, uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three. Oh, we love that franchise. Oh my gosh! It's Once so much fun. I see those dogs talking, uh, I am tickled. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and uh, she was in not my favorite cartoon movie, but one of my favorite movies that David Letterman has ever introduced. In uh, a segment, Rugrats Go Wild. Rugrats Go Wild. Yes. Yep. Um, as Eliza I knew Thornberry. You were say that because that was a big. It's still a big joke with us. Yep. Uh, so Scott Wolf, um, who was Brad in this, uh, he is a television juggernaut workhorse. Oh yeah. Every show that he's ever done, I mean, he's he's like he's like a he's gonna be in something he's like fifty plus episodes in. Like he he goes, you know, he did Party of Five, which was, you know, well over a hundred episodes, but he's done Everwood Everwood, Perception, mm-hmm. The Night Shift. Um then he has a good sense of humor. He played himself in Bojack Horseman. Uh he was in one episode of Kids Incorporated, K I D S Kids, um, yeah. and his very first role was an uncredited thug in the original 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles no movie. Way. Yes, go um, Coolest credit though in the deep dive. Yes, was that um, Mac Bell, um who was the Scottish lover. Okay. Uh, or the Scottish, you uh, know. The groundskeeper. Groundskeeper. Um, James Robin- Robinson is the actor. He was young William Wallace in Braveheart. So mm. they showed a young, you know, at some point Mel Gibson in mm. the movie Braveheart, and it was him as a little boy. Which you mentioned Braveheart in the first part of this oh. podcast. You were like, we're going to see some Braveheart stuff. I'm like, what are you 
talking about? We're going to see like, one of the actors from And Brave there you Art. go. So, yes, win-win for you. Um, so, uh, so not- oh, 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 before um, we got a little bit of time here because um, we're going to have to reboot just a little bit to talk about our next film. Um, but I got a little room here to talk about Tom Doonan. Okay. Tom Doonan played Hamish, the tour guide, the yes. boisterous he was Scottish very tour over guide. The top, yes. Over the top, and let me sh- tell you why. He's got like four credits. Okay. 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 And he's got one of these IMBDs. So if you are an actor and you want to be on the internet movie database and you would like a biography and nobody's putting it in for you because you're not already famous, you can, um, hey, right? you can rent. Yeah. You can give IMBD some money. And, um, uh, I don't know if it's always paid for if, if, but to upload a little bio, I think you got to give them a couple bucks. Oh yeah. Um, and he did so. So I cut and pasted it here. Ooh. And it, it explains a lot about the way he plays his character. I thought he was charming. Um, but over the topness comes from this. Tom is a professional actor of both stage and screen based in Ireland. His most known uh, for the feature film, Writing Home, and his commercial work. He also works as a voiceover artist and is an avid fan of and frequent performer of musical theater. His previous musical theater credits include Fagin and Oliver. Okay. And the Cowardly Lion and the Wizard oh, of I can Oz. see that. Okay. Right. Um, but hey, this um, this episode of Hall Shark was, has been brought to you by Handmade by Karen. Handmade by Karen makes all kinds of wonderful crochet fiber arts that you can find <laughs> on her Etsy page. Matter of fact, go look now and order some shark socks. <laughs> They're very popular this time of year. Hall and sharks. Hall Sharks, Hall Sharks, Shark Socks um, would be a wonderful little collector's item. Or Christmas gift. Or Christmas gift for a <laughs> Hall Sharks fan. Oh my God. Order your Hall, Hall Sharks, Sharks Hall Socks today. <laughs> I just thought of that. We could we did a commercial. Oh my goodness, we sure <laughs> did. Oh. Holiday hotline. We're back. Yeah, so um it's funny how this works because we've had this happen before with Hallmark where we've done a double feature and we've Eh, kind of not we're feeling one but the other one blew us away yes and it's the case again this week with holiday hotline um fairly simple storyline and uh we were i'm just gonna come right out and say i was right about the voice remember i said the whole thing has to hinge upon her doing something with her voice yes and yes of course we have a, a british um actress well she's not a british actress she's canadian right so yeah canadian actress who is playing a British character. Yes. And she ends up running this holiday hotline and she realizes that the people on the hotline, the Turkey hotline are um, not taking her seriously because of her accent. So she jumps on in her American accent, which is of course the actress's real voice and 
that's how the big mix up comes comes about how our leading man we knew there was going to be a with the synopsis told us about this parallel kind of storyline where they were going to meet each other in real life but also have this relationship on the phone thinking they were different people because they use fake names and she uses a whole different voice yes which and, you loved <laughs> well what i thought i mean her accent is just fine but like almost unnecessarily there was so many over the top like british isms like every one of her sentences had like a british slang term of some yes. time so it wasn't just like i'm talking with a british, british accent, accent. No, it's, she definitely um, had some. uh bloody um bollocks uh bob's your uncle blugger all bollocksing uh you know porkles you bonkers wanker and that was terrible <laughs> and i apologize to any british people who are listening um i'm insulted for you what brian's trying to say is there are these Spit spot. Yes, spit spot, I believe was said. Yes. <laughs> I or, at least, if not by them, at least by us several times <laughs> during the viewing of this movie, because it was written in a way that would we felt helped the actress. Have some fish and chips. Yes, it was it, it was interesting, um, yeah. but but didn't detract from the movie whatsoever. Um, the, the two actors very very um did very well our gentlemen brian will get in in a, in a few minutes into uh their imbd creds but very familiar to me on the hallmark chain and by the way i just want to take a second to say i'm terrible with names i always have been names of movies names of books i've read names of authors names of actors so please don't be insulted that i if i don't write it down um i just I, I just don't know. That's the fire cracking, by the way. Um, I just don't know names, and it's not something that I ever worked on. If I took some time and worked on it, I'd probably do better. But you're at good it. at faces, yeah. and the first time you saw oh. the um, supervisor of the holiday hotline, yes. you immediately said, Oh my gosh. Was his name Dasher? That's Dasher, That's Dasher from the from another great movie that we loved. Yes, the we, uh, Santa Summit. Yes, the Santa Summit, which was another we thought was going to be a sleeper, but we loved it. And part of the reason why we loved it was the reoccurring role of Dasher. And now we have the same actor, and I knew right away because I was kind of half watching for a minute, and I recognized the voice, and I looked up. And I saw, remember, I, I, I still kind of feel like he has like a Steve Buscemi vibe. And I'm like, this guy has a Steve, but wait a minute, that's Dasher. And again, he's in a role, a nice supporting role that has many, many scenes. We keep coming back to him. He's just a joy to watch. Yeah. And, and again, we have a movie that we thought was going to be a sleeper, but we really liked. The writing yeah. was really strong and he's in it. So kudos to him for finding these hallmark these movies ones. that are the good ones yeah. yes and his his chops are a lot of fun oh so he's just, much fun the camera loves him and mm -hmm. he's just very very funny and and his whole thing what and what was so charming about his character was that he could have given uh af as the kids say 
about the holiday hotline. He was only into the, <laughs> the relationship. Romance. He's yes. like, I'm into the, it was the name yes. of the show. It was the two characters. The, Peggy uh, and John. The Peggy and Josh show. I'm into Peggy uh, and John. Yeah, he was so cute. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I wonder, I wonder, now I don't think we say, we've had some friends reach out to us and, um, you know, I've talked about some former um, Hallmark actors. I don't know if any current ones would be willing to go on a un a podcast. You know, uh, solicited. Uh, you I'd know, love to talk Hallmark, to him. But I wonder if because I did look at his credits. You know, and he's still, you know, he's still kind of climbing his way up there. So like, it would be cool if if we could get him. I don't know. Well, well, let's um, have our people reach out yeah. by our people. We I should. mean, you. Yeah. Reach out, reach yeah. out to and our if my, friend. And if I'm not available, there's you. But that's true. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to see if I'm available. So quickly, the synopsis of this one is um, Brit. Uh, there's a British chef who moves to, um, she moves to Chicago. She leaves her home be, in England because, you know, she's kind of have this relationship thing going on. Bad relationship slash business partner. It's not going so well. So she moves to Chicago staying at i believe it was like an aunt's condo or something somewhere and um the aunt's gonna be moving and so it's vacant so she's she moves into this building which is a very warm and loving building right away she's she's starting to meet the neighbors um so one of the women in the building is a grandmother very sweet lady who was trying to spend the holidays um, with her family, spending more time with the kids and the grandkids and stuff. And so she happens to work at a holiday hotline. And this is one of those like butterball Purdue hotlines yes, where how which... to, yeah, how to fix your Turkey. Somebody calls and just in a panic, Hey, it's Thanksgiving morning and it's frozen. I didn't realize I was supposed to thaw it. What do I do? These kind of panic phone calls. We find out that this particular hotline runs before Thanksgiving, all the way through Christmas Eve, because people are cooking turkeys and more importantly, doing like trial runs where they are just cooking them for fun to make sure that they turn out right for the big day, aka sometimes Christmas, right? So it's interesting that this hotline is open to like 8 p.m. on, uh, you know, during this holiday time. So I'm looking at what's available out now there is i mean the usda meat and poultry hotline um is up and running even on thanksgiving day well you would have to be because um, that's when you're cooking it but um the the one i think that the show the movie is referencing is the butterball hotline mm -hmm. butterball turkey talk line uh let's talk turkey Le that's what they said yep 1-800-BUTTERBALL or, wow. or text 844-877-3456 to chat with our turkey experts. I got to do this right now while we're well, doing it's the 10 podcast. It's 10.15. Nobody's working the Butterball hotline. That, is, that can't be true. It is true. You, What's you the think? phone number? Yes. Well, let's just call right now. What's the? I'm telling you, we're going to get a voicemail. What's the phone number? Um, 1-800-BUTTERBALL. Well, okay. Make me... But... Or we could text them too. Uh, ball. That's a Here, lot of you, numbers. You That's way us, too many I'll numbers. Text. 
Oh, my phone's dead. It said we're not Never able mind. to make call. Can you just tell me the number because it was too many numbers? It, no, no, no. The other one, the other, the eight four four is a um, text. So it does Butter. want you to, to um, spell out Butterball. Hang on, because it just said you are not able to make calls to this number. I'm not able to make calls to this number. So, what? Um, why do I, I have to know. dial one first? No, I did. I dialed one eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's real. Anyways, I. My only thing with the hotline was with the internet, with with Siri, with all that stuff you yep. know that we have now. Why we can Google anything, right? You can Google stuff. You can ask your smart device to Google. I you can go on YouTube. So I thought it was kind of weird that there would be an actual phone number, a hotline to speak to somebody to talk you through something when. You could just look it up and then you don't have to write it down what they said because it's already written in front of you. But Brian said it was a thing. So I entrust that. So now we have this um, this lady who is in the apartment building, the condo building, and she finds out that the woman is a chef and she asks her to please sub in. She starts to like on the sly, give her little tests in the hallway. And um, of course she knows her stuff because she is like a master chef. So she ends up saying, can you please sub in for me? Everybody in the building wanted to work and uh, work on this hotline, by the way. They, they all, I guess, felt like they were experts, but um, she wanted to spend time with her family. So this young lady, because she has nothing better to do and no family because they're way back in England, she decides to, to go and take over this woman's position and is there. And that's where she meets um, the our young reoccurring actor and they have a very fun relationship so she decides to change to an american accent of course the man that she's already met in person who is an architect working on her historical building updating it but in a way that's classy and stays you know sincere to the historical aspects of the building um they kind of have already had a conflict over a doorknob that she's broken and whatnot he knows her as a brit um, she knows very little about him and he ends up calling. He's a single dad. His wife passed away. It's been a hard time. He can't cook for the life of him. And he really, really, really wants to uh, host a holiday in the home like they used to do when his wife was alive. So he has this older daughter and um, he tries to do. Oh, here we go. Uh oh, are we on the hour? No, good. So he tries to do the turkey for Thanksgiving, doesn't really pan out. We don't hear much about it except someone had a backup plan. And so then he has it in his head that he is going to host Christmas and he has time. So he keeps calling this hotline, getting Peggy, because not only has she put it on American accent, but she comes up with a new name. He gives a pseudo name. I mean, his name's, he goes by Jack in real life, but I guess his name is really John. And so he gives his name as John and they end up having this relationship. And as part of the hotline, he could call at any time and ask for Peggy and they'll just put him on hold and switch him over to her switchboard when she's free. And so everyone kind of knows that that's happening and they have this, you know, they really bond on his past and what's holding him back and his wife and his kid and all this stuff. And so they get to know each other in that way. And of course, in real life, they get to know each other as well. Yes. And, and they're kind of dating. They end up sort of dating because their friends are throwing them together. And um, he's constantly at the building. 
And so she, you know, the thing that I didn't get was I understand why he wouldn't recognize her voice because she switched her accent and her name. He switched his name, but it was still his voice. Right. So if you're going to talk to this guy on the phone pretty regularly, and then you start seeing him in person and going out on dates and hanging out with friends, yeah, it didn't really dawn on you. Like, I don't know, yeah, you don't recognize the voice. Midwestern, um, you know, Canadian accent that all the, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I would feel like, and then little things start popping up. Like, obviously he, she knows that she eventually knows that he has a daughter and his wife's not around. And then same story. Eventually it, it, it comes out that the person on the phone line is in Chicago and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm in Chicago. Like the call center's in Chicago. And so little things start. You're like, really? You're talking to a single man who can't cook who yeah. has a daughter whose wife has passed away and he yeah. lives in Chicago. Like, okay, connect the dots. So she finally does put it together. And, um, it's really awkward because he's kind of playing both sides, isn't yeah. he? Like he, he is digging both things. Now she knows that they're the same, but she doesn't want to come clean. She tries, you know, it's the given the old good old college try where she tries a couple times to tell him the truth yeah. and it doesn't pan out. And so he basically ends up cooking a fabulous Turkey inviting the British version of herself, the real live version of herself over, um, for, for dinner, for the big Christmas dinner. And, um, says that he, he, he basically breaks it off with the phone yeah. persona mm -hmm. and says, I met somebody, but it's only because of you. It was kind of surprising to me. Like when he was like, I'm really into you. Like I felt like he was kind of a little vague up until that point. Like, yeah, well, he yeah. was playing both sides for sure. And then yeah. he gets vague again because he does call one last time yep. and says, listen, I met somebody. Yep. I, I felt like we had a connection on the phone and I know that we did, but it's because I was able to open up to you. You have made every, me able be able to like just open myself up yeah. again. And because of that, I've met someone in real life. Seems like he's being a decent dude. Seems like he's being very decent, right? And she's kind of like... And then she's a little upset. She's like, he just kind of broke up with me. But, you know, yeah. uh, did he? Because you're still seeing him in real life. So you think it's done. It's the last day of the call center. And everybody's celebrating. They count down to the last minute. They shut the phone lines off. They start giving out these ridiculous awards. The man who broke it off with her stalked her. Yep. found out where the call center was in present. Chicago, brought her a gift and was seemingly just coming to, after he already said goodbye and thank you yep. to just one last little, let me get a little look-see. What did yeah. she look like? And let me give you this little keepsake to always remember me by. And of course he sees her and knows that yep. who she is. And then instantly oh, throws shade at so her. Mad. So mad. He's so mad at her. You get so mad at her. And she's like, but I tried to tell you. And, blah, blah, blah. and he's just like, nope. And of course, the thing that he gets her was an ornament that was a turkey ornament, yep. which was kind of cool. And, but of course, she in real life went ornament shopping with him um, as one of their lovely little things that they bonded on. So it was 
yeah, it was pretty interesting. But I don't know. It was weird yeah. that he stalked her, that he still, after he said goodbye, wanted one last. And I and I'd said, do you remember? I said, if he showed up and she was like the supermodel, exotic, you know, beautiful Miss yeah. America type, would he be like, you know what? Why don't you come over for dinner? Sometime? Right, right. I just kind of felt like he was keeping his options open. Yeah. So but he goes home. He has the best turkey ever. It's amazing. She goes to leave and nobody stops her but herself. Well, she gets in the car. Yes. And the lady, you know, who whose job she had taken on the hotline is kind of like, why are you leaving? Oh, goodness. Oh, gracious. And I don't even remember what happened. She gets in the cab and sits there for a second. And what was the turning point? I don't know. I can't remember what the, it was. It was seriously like a second. When and she decides to get out of the car? She gets, yeah, she just gets right back out of the car. And she like goes and she decides to, to stay like, and then she it's goes just, back It was to just her, like, yeah. wait, no, did she, was, did she have the phone call with her, her ex? Was that, that was, oh, I'm getting all mixed up now. The ex did call and offer her this big time chef yes, job. Yes, 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 yes. And she was like, ah, no, yeah. not going to happen. Not coming back to that hot mess. She gets out of the car and the lady's still standing there. And she's like, why are you still standing there? You knew I wasn't going to leave. And she said, yeah, I knew. So, of course, she ends up, she hasn't been cooking or baking or anything since she came to Chicago because she was so mad at her situation and and what happened with uh, her job and her boyfriend. And so she now, like, puts the bandana on and gets into the kitchen and makes her famous, what is it called? Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. You're falling asleep. You need no, to. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Your, oh. do- your eyes are closed. <laughs> Sit up, please. So she makes her famous Yorkshire pudding and she decides she is going to just go to his house. She was technically invited, then she was sort of uninvited. She's going to go to his house on Christmas Eve, the day, I guess it's Christmas Day anyways, and just drop off the Yorkshire pudding. In the meantime, he cuts into this fabulous turkey. He's there with his kid and their friends. And they're just like, I wish she was here. And he's like, yeah, she should be here. Everyone says, go get her. So he's running out the door to go and get her. And he runs right into her. She's standing right outside just going, I know, I know I messed everything up, but here's my famous Yorkshire pudding. I'm kind of known for this, you know, in England. So here, I just wanted you to have this. And he's like, are you kidding? I want you to come in. So part of what we loved about this, it was cute. The actors did a great job. We saw a reoccurring character actor that we loved, but the way they shot it, was so clever. Yeah, it was almost like a play. Wow, we waited a long, long time to, to, to mention this. Yeah, point. and you well, you were yeah. sleeping, so How I wanted to you? wait for you to wake up a little bit. But it was so cool because every time she took a phone call on the hotline, if somebody was in their kitchen, like at the sink holding this frozen turkey, she was sitting on the other side of their island with her little headset on, not looking at them but talking them through what to do. And they were almost like shoots like a special effect, but all they're doing is sitting her in the room with she's whatever room. person she's, she's talking to. Instead of doing a split screen, because that was going to get old, frankly, you yeah. know, as many times as they, as she takes calls during yeah. the show, um, during the movie rather. Uh, so, but it's, it's clever. It's like a play. And kudos on the actors because it, 
it's harder than it looks, I think. Oh, yeah. To make it look like you're you're not present, but you're in the room. So she's like completely kind of ignoring what is right in her peripheral. Yes. And, uh, and so is everyone yeah. else. And so not only is it every phone call that she's taken on the hotline um, that she is in the room with them, but every phone call to John when they start courting each other on the phone, every time he calls and they're having an intimate moment or they're talking Turkey, literally she is in the room with him wherever he is. And at one point they did this cool thing. Remember they were in the kitchen Yep. and she was sitting on the stool or something. And he was on the other side of the Island. He walked into the living room and it was a single pan shot. Right. So like one, when a one shot where he walked from the kitchen into the living room, by the time he came around the corner, she was sitting in a chair in the living room. Yes. So we thought, oh, and it was she a ran. One take, she, yes. So we think she did ran. Yeah, we think she like, you know, waited till she, the camera was off of her and she booked it so that she could be sitting in the chair. So they ended up sitting right next to each other, but of course not looking at each other and facing out. And it was just so clever. We bought it hook, line and sinker. I did buy the relationship. I did think it was cute. I thought it was just going to be this really corny hotline movie. And it wasn't because of fun things like that. The script was decent. And the fact that they did fun filming like that, where they actually threw her into every single phone call. It was just a good time. Yeah. So here we were liking one much more than the other. And so uh, now had you seen this gentleman before this one who played Jack John? Yeah, well, we have. No, we have? Yes. Didn't know that I had, um, but he was. The guy who played Jack, his name is Niall Matter. He was in the original Watchman movie. He was Mothman. Um, not the Watchman series that we watched together okay. on HBO Max, but the original uh, film that they made. Uh, based on the graphic novel. So he's Mothman. Uh, I don't know how long a part that was in that movie. Um, he was in the uh, Predator reboot okay. as a character named okay. Pierre. And he was in 49 episodes of Sci-Fi's Eureka. Oh, which I think you burned that one. I, I, I think I did. But can yeah. can I even tell you what it's about? No. It was a town and they yeah, invent things. Um, they were all scientists Did it have Ed in it? and there was the a sheriff and yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, those were, um, some things that he did. And then of course we had, uh, Eric, uh, uh, Athravale, uh, as That's Roger, okay. uh, from Santa summit mm-hmm. and, um, Oh, Emily Tennant. Not related to David Tennant. Not related to David Tennant. You so wanted that to make that was, connection. Sorry, I built you up there for a second. She does multiple voiceover roles on a cartoon called Polly Pocket. And she Aww. plays the part of Polly and several other characters. Okay. She so has she recorded voices. over 102 episodes of Polly Pocket. Wow. Including... A recent special Polly Polly Pocket movie last year called The Sparkle Cove Adventure. 
the Sparkle yeah. Cove, not COVID adventure. Nope. No, the Sparkle Cove. like you said, Cove. <laughs> Sparkle COVID adventure. Like, wow, <laughs> Polly. We all had uh, a Sparkle COVID adventure. No, we did not. Yeah. There was no Sparkle to our COVID adventure. So, okay, well, that makes sense because she does have a really good voice. She did show us her stuff in this movie. And you know what? She really pulls off a nice shade of red lipstick. Mm. This was all about the red lipstick. And she has, like, not everyone can pull off red lipstick. I can't. It feathers too much for me. I'm too fair. She's really fair. I don't know. She must have had that that Lady Gaga stuff. That Gwen Stefani. House. Yeah. 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 Like House Labs or whatever. I mean, it was the good stuff. And she really had a nice shine. And she pulled it off. She pulled it off really, really well. That's all I could think of was with her really light blonde hair, mm-hmm. like almost bleach blonde hair. And her popping, yeah, just like just like Gwen Stefani. So, um, yes, so we loved it. Definitely the better of the two, and that's what I was getting at. You have these two actors that you don't, you didn't personally, Brian, know versus the other movie where you had two actors where you did know, yeah, and were familiar with. This was stronger. This movie was stronger. It had nothing to do with the acting, though. It was all script, premise, believability, conflict. Yep. You know, um, yep. and that's really what it comes down to sometimes with these movies that I haven't seen. You know, people make fun of Hallmark actors and soap opera actors. I'm sorry. It's it's hard. And these movies, it's really hard to make them believable sometimes. But I've never seen a bad and actor in these. It's I, usually only script related. Uh, oh, by the way, Mark Jean uh, was the director of this film. So Mark Jean. Yay, Mark. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, something that I will stick by is that I tell you, I do, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast, that when I look at some of the chat lines and different threads that talk about Hallmark movies, you know, you do find always naysayers and haters. And there's some people who go, oh, there's just no good holiday movies anymore with Hallmark. They made better movies. How come they're not playing the classics this year? I just can't get into them. And to them, I say... No, you're missing out. They are finally breaking the mold a little bit more than they used to. And not to only that, the ones that we are the least excited about such as never been Chris mm. and and uh the scottish uh a merry scottish christmas merry scottish christmas oh my gosh the people who don't like hallmark this year love those movies are you kidding me no they're like oh, oh my gosh there's finally a good movie scottish oh, christmas what? yes so these are mm. these there's people there are some hallmark people out there who are not looking for the substance they're looking for what they're used to well okay so uh, to each their own and um this is the turning point this week because i mentioned that with this one once once this one is in the can here this episode we are caught up Mm -hmm. until tomorrow tomorrow night at this time they will be because it's the holiday week here um they are airing catch me if you claws as a special thursday night episode not a mystery this is on the countdown to christmas uh because it's thanksgiving and then we've mentioned this double features friday saturday 
and Sunday. Yes. So as opposed to our normal three, it is now seven. Yep. And Friday we have, they're doing, well, they're nice enough to go, okay, it's a double feature, but it's a holiday. So instead of doing an eight o'clock and a 10 o'clock, we're going to do a six o'clock and an eight o'clock. So that's interesting because I'd like to see prime time wise, you know, eight o'clock is usually your yeah. prime time movie, right? So what's the six o'clock one? Is that the weaker of the two? I don't know. So Friday we have Letters to Santa and Holiday Road. Saturday, Christmas in Notting Hill, and haul out the holly, lit up. That's kind of like one of those rugrats. Go, go wild. wild. <laughs> okay, because there's actually a colon. Like, haul out the holly, colon, lit up. So I have Wait, something. I'm not done. I'm not no, done. Okay. Yep. And then Sunday, remember, there's yes. seven of them. We have our Christmas mural at six o'clock, followed by the primetime a Biltmore Christmas. Uh, so again, it is seven, seven now. So when I say, hey, we're caught up. <laughs> Not for long. 